The Face of Latina Professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Hello, everyone. This is the Face of Latina Professional podcast, and I'm Paula Meinzer, your host. I would like to welcome Consul General of Chile in Chicago, Ambassador Eileen Holliam. It's an honor to have you here, Madam Ambassador. Thank you very much, Paola, for having me here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. I just heard that the President Gabriel Boric appointed you to be the ambassador to your country. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's really a pleasure and honor and a very big responsibility. I just can't imagine. I heard also that you're the first consul here in Chicago representing Chile. Is that correct? Exactly. It's correct. I'm the first woman. The first woman. Yes, exactly. The first woman. There have been other colleagues, but as a woman, yeah, it's the first one. Wonderful. It's, it's also true that now has been a change in the diplomatic careers and there's more women being promoted. Can you, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Actually, this is the first time uh, that the government have named uh, among 13 colleagues, ambassador. This happened last two weeks uh, ago. And among the 13, six, six women became ambassador. So we are very happy, but this is really the first time in Chile. Wow. And this is a compromise made by the government who wanted to implement a feminist foreign policy. Wow, that is amazing. And you're part of it. So you're, yeah. you're making history, basically. Well, I hope. I hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how would you like me to call you um, Ambassador Eileen? Uh, or how would you want me to refer to you during, the, during our interview? Paula, it's up to you. It's really <laughs> up to you. Okay, I'm going to call you Madame Ambassador Eileen. Thank you. <laughs> to make well, it a I little more formal. Well, I should get accustomed. So, yeah, perfect. <laughs> no. Perfect. Okay. So let's start to get you to know a little more about um, you as a woman. Uh, we will wait for the professional part, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that you're from Chile, of course. We all know that. What part of Chile are you from? I was born in Santiago. I'm a daughter of uh, immigrant, not not a daughter, granddaughter of immigrants. Um, and I have one grandmother who is Chilean. Um, yeah, and I have done, and I have lived in Santiago, in the capital, you know, uh, all my life. All my life until I joined the diplomat school and then I start my diplomatic career. So I've been a little bit around the world. Yes, I, I, I saw that and yeah. I'm looking forward to hear more about that experience. So anything else that you would like to share about yourself, like besides, of course, having the whole responsibility of representing your country here in Chicago or have throughout the world? In the personal level, um, what is all Eileen about? What do you like? What are your mission in life? Um, what are your hobbies? Just tell us a little bit more about yourself. This is very risky question, <laughs> and I will tell you why. There is one thing, you know, that I'm very interested in, which is uh, gender equality. For me, you know, being a woman in this world, and especially after the pandemic, uh, I think women, in, in a way, the world realized that we exist. I mean, it was not enough before to say that we, we are just half of the population. I think the, the world had discovered 
that women, we play a very big role and we have been subsidizing society for centuries. I have a very strong compromise with women for women. And in that stage, um, I've been participating in different, you know, platform supporting women. And also in my foreign service, of course, um, we have been working, you know, with other colleagues in promoting, you know, that women can achieve, you know, some important leadership, you know, and career, you know, in their career and some key position that allow us to be more visible, you know, not only in the service, but also in the Chilean society. Because in a way, you know, we reflect, we represent the country, but we need also to represent half of the country. And in Chile, as in the world, you know, we are 49, 50% of women. So we are part of the face of Chile. Of also. course. <laughs> Absolutely. So I had the opportunity actually to read your column. Um, it's called <laughs> Nunca Mas Sin Nosotras, which it means never again without us women. Right, yes. correct. Yes. Um, do you mind? I mean, I know that this kind of reflect what you just talked about, but can we specifically talk about that piece that you wrote, inspiration, changes that you mentioned over there? That would be phenomenal if you can share. Yeah, I, actually, I wrote uh, this article uh, to commemorate the 8th of March and saying that, in a way, also, as you know, in Chile, we have a new government. So basically, I was uh, describing a little bit what had been, you know, the last four years, you know, referring, of course, the pandemia, you know, but a little bit, you know, also mentioning a kind of a social movement that started, you know, in 2018 in Chile, where, you know, some students, you know, were protesting on the street, demanding for some protocol against, you know, a sexual harassment in the academic field. We, did, we, we didn't have it at that moment, you know, and then this movement, you know, was in a way very strong. The government, the former government, President Piñera, he heard that, and in a way he empowered the Ministry of Women Affairs. You know, we have a Ministry of Women Affairs in Chile, and then we started in a way to work with different protocols, you know, Uh, supporting women, you know, uh, in very different way. And I think what we have at this moment, you know, in society, everything had a process, you know, you, you cannot change things in a very radical way. Overnight, yeah. Yes. So, and then, you know, what I'm mentioning in this article, for example, it's the performance made by Las Tesis, which is a um, feminist movement, which was replicated around the world, you know, saying, you know, this is, we have been living in under a patriarchy, you know, a model where women have been silenced, where women, we have been invisible. And we cannot, you know, afford, in a way, as a society to continue in that to way. Continue, yeah. Because it's not, it's not fair, you know, it's not justice. And there is another another thing, you know, it's a human right to protect, you know, women's right. And for us, I would say, you know, in Chile at this moment, I would say there is the space. I mean, I think in a way, you know, also it's reflected in the new government because 
the president, Gabriel Boric, he named 14 uh, women on a cabinet of 21. So it's a recognition in a way, you know, that we are professional, we can do, you know, same as men can can do. And I would say with, with in a situation in uh, of a partnership, you know, it's not that we do best, no. Yeah. We can do it in a collaborative, uh, collaborative, you know, environment. We work together. We are different, you know, but we need to be and we need to walk together, not behind, not behind. And this is why I'm, I, I, I wrote the, the title for this article, Never Again Without Us. Absolutely. This is very inspirational. And actually, this is music to my ears. <laughs> you know a little yeah. bit about my background as well. And definitely empowerment yeah. of women movement is something very close to my heart. It's something very interesting that you have mentioned. You, you talk about that we're different, we're not best or worse. It, it's not about that. It's about just collaboration. We all have our parts that we can add to the table. And that's very important. I was just having a conversation with somebody that it was asking me that we were just pushing a feminist movement. And, and a feminist, not in a, the, they were implying not in a nice way that um, we wanted to be or be better or, or just push that envelope. And I was explaining that as a feminist, it's not that we want to change who we are as women because we need to embrace. We're feminine. Uh, but we're not pushing anything different than, than just getting those rights that, that we're entitled to, right? So I'm very, very um, yeah. glad to hear this. And, and once again, you're making uh, history and part of this change, and I'm pretty sure that it's very exciting. Thank you. I hope that I will. It's a, it's a big responsibility. And I always say, you know, it's uh, in my genetic. My compromise with gender equality is in my genetic. So no matter where I will be, you know, I will continue supporting and working for women visibility. Wonderful. So now let's move a little bit about the background on your career. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm so intrigued. How do you and Dana being in that diplomatic career? So would you mind to walk us through that yeah. professional journey and how you get to there? Well, it's a little bit like a um, family story because, as I said, you know, I'm a granddaughter of immigrant, Chinese immigrant. And I always said to my parents, you know, I would like to leave, you know, I would like to choose, you know, the country as my grandparents did, you know. I like Chile, of course, you know, my family is in Chile. But I said to my parents, I would like to check around and then come back to Chile. So what was the career, you know, which will, you know, match with this idea? I was thinking in the foreign service. I was like 14 years old. I mean, I was quite young, uh, but uh, my best friend, she still remember, you know, she said, you, you have it so clear, you know, when we were oh. already at school, you wanted to be a diplomat. Wow. And you know, for a couple of years, this was in my mind, and I heard that, of course, that it was dif very difficult to apply to the diplomat school. And everybody say, you know, there are like, uh, I don't know, 800 people uh, uh, who apply, and then only for 15, you know, places. And I said, well, I should try. But my father, you know, he was, Eileen, stop dreaming. You know, it's very 
difficult. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, it was so not pla- that encouragement. It was more like... No, no. And plus, he said something to me. You know, check, think about one thing. You are Aileen Ho Liem. I mean, it's Chinese. You know, you were born in Chile. You are Chilean. This is true, you know. But this is something that it might play against you. And I said, well, you know, I will try. I will do the, 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 the test. So if I'm not allowed, they should tell me, not you. So at that moment, you know, it was one month of different, you know, uh, tests. The first week was the written test, second week's oral test, and I was passing all this chapter, you know. So when I arrived there, I still remember they said, okay, on Friday we will publish the list of person who who are going to be accepted. And I was very scared, I must say. I was very scared. I said, okay, well, if I'm not in, okay. I had actually a second plan, which was also quite good. Oh, really? What was I will, I will <laughs> tell you, I will tell you. Well, but then, you know, I was on the list. I was super, super happy. And then, you know, also because this was not sure, you know, it was mm-hmm. a... Uh, a concours, you know, um, I still remember that the first day of the first exam um, that I was passing at the diplomat school, I w- I received a telegram, telegram at that time. And so you can check, you know, how old <laughs> I am. So there was a motorcycle, you know, who arrived at home and, and there was this person who said, congratulations. Oh. Congratulations, why? What are you delivering? Well, you got the, you know, uh, president scholarship. Really? And how do you know? Well, because I'm the person in charge of, you know, <laughs> sending delivering, this, uh, yes. delivering this <laughs> telegram. So actually, uh, I got this scholarship, you mm. know, and I was apply- I was at that moment applying also to do a master of science, you know, in University of London. So I said to myself, okay, if I'm not in I don't get the place for the diplomat school. I'm going to do this scholarship. Wow. And I did both. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> I do remember yeah, seeing yeah. that you did that, that, um, yeah. that you went to school in, in London. Yeah, yeah. I t- well, I, 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 the diplomat school at that moment was two years. Mm-hmm. So um, I asked to postpone the scholarship, you know, and they keep it for me and they allow me uh, to do it uh, two years later. Well, so, yeah. I mean, this is amazing. I can I can tell with that by the story that when your dad's telling you like you need to reconsider your decision, and you're like, okay, now it's gonna really happen. That you're really, um, you know, a very very committed um, person or woman to your goal. So so that's you that's need wonderful. To be very pushy in a way, you know. You need to be very persistent, have discipline, and I think in a way, at least in my case. It had work. No, absolutely, absolutely, and and I'm I'm so glad you mentioned this because I mean part of what we're doing is really encourage other women and just not just women, just our audience in in general, and how you know things that they might need to do in order to accomplish you know 
those dreams. So I'm very surprised that since the 14-year-old, you already have in your mind where you wanted to go. It's very, very, very um, inspirational. So talking about your career, uh, your diplomatic career, mm-hmm. I know that you have traveled the world. I know that you have been representing the country in many, um, in many places. Do you mind to share with us what countries have you been um, representing yes. or in this or have held these positions? My first post was in Brussels, in, in Belgium, to the European Union uh, Chilean mission there. And I wanted to go there. I had the opportunity uh, because um, part of my study in London was about the foreign policy of the European Union. And uh, in Brussels, you have the European community. The institutions are there. So that was my first post. I was there for five years. Then I was back in Santiago for a year and a half, something like that. And then I went back to Paris to... And I was working at the embassy. I was also at the delegation to UNESCO. And I was working as a consul general in Paris. Then back in Chile again. Then three years in back in uh, in Brussels again, working for the European mission, uh, the Chilean mission to the European Union. Wonderful. So um, up. Throughout all this traveling in this uh, diplomatic career, which it sounds very exciting and and fabulous, let's say, um, I'm pretty sure that you also have to face a lot of challenges as a woman in a diplomatic career that it's dominated by the males. Can you share any of those challenges that you had faced throughout these years? To be honest, Paola, I mean, when you are a woman, it's not that you... in let me mention just one thing. When I entered the diplomat school, you know, uh, for the 15 places, we were for the first time in Chile, seven uh, women. It was the first time. So my generation have been moving, you know, in this kind of, let's say, different context, you know. I must say, you know, personally speaking, I have never really suffered in a way like a discrimination. Challenge, of course, as always, but I wouldn't say that they are different for uh, for a woman than for a man. I I don't I really I I cannot mention one. It is also true that it I would say it depends in your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel equal, you know. So I can do the same work as a colleague. So I I'm not facing something you know different. I also, the, um, the payment is equal, my salary is equal. I mean, honestly, n- no, but, but, but it is different, I will tell you in one thing, and this is something a little bit more like uh, worldwide. For example, an ambassador man, you know, would say, okay, I need to organize a dinner, a work, dinner, you know, at home. So he will work, you know, normally in the topics, you know, let's say I'm inviting this ambassador, this other ambassador for this country, you know, and that you just there care about this work field. Normally, this ambassador had a wife and the wife will look after the dinner, all the domestic, I mean, the food, the cook, the drinks, etc. 
maybe sometimes an ambassador, you know, look after it, will choose the wine, you know. But we, as a women, you know, we need to look after everything. Yeah. Meaning, what did you, you need to organize a dinner, sitting the right person next to the other one, inviting the right person that you are going to share, you know, the table that, that night. But also, you, look, you need to look after the dinner itself, the cocktail, the food that you will be serving, everything, all the details. We are, as a women, mm-hmm. you know, working in the foreign service, looking after all this. All the details. All these details. And this is different uh, because we have a role in society which is not something that it just happened now. It's a long tradition like this, you know. Yeah. But when we enter as a women in a space who have been, you know, used mainly by men, we need to be ready to accept that we need to work maybe a little bit more and use, spend some time in these issues, which are very important also. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for sharing. So talking about like the traditions that where do you want to sit somebody or or just kind of details and organizing. I'm pretty sure that you had been very well educated on customs of the countries that you had visited. Um, I'm wondering if you have any memories of any specific um, any specific time that maybe you forgot about something, something funny that you should have done that you missed or or anything like that. I, I'm just can't, I'm just curious about yeah, something yeah. like that. Of course, <laughs> when, when, I, when I finish, when I just finished, you know, my scholarship in London, mm-hmm. uh, I arrived to Santiago and I was sent to work uh, in the protocol department. So um, in the protocol department, you need to be, normally, you know, working for the Minister of Foreign Affairs, but also for the President. So I remember that there was a ceremony. Uh, We were given, you know, um, a diploma. And actually, it was, it was, um, I don't remember if it was the Minister, it was Um, but I, I made a mistake reading, you know, I was the, how do you say, the speaker, you know, the, and I was reading the, di- the diploma, you know, and I said, well, you know, this diploma, it had been signed by the Minister of Foreign Affairs, and I said, Juan Gabriel Valdez, you know, which was the, the Minister of Foreign Affairs at that moment. But instead of saying Minister of Foreign Affairs, you know, I said, uh, by the pre- it was signed by the President of Chile. Oh. <laughs> And then everybody was laughing, you know. I finally say, I'm sorry. But then the Minister say, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, because I, I've been promoted, <laughs> but also because it was a kind of on the news that he wanted to be a candidate. Oh, See? Wow. so it, it was kind of, it worked perfect. <laughs> the problem was, not, not the problem, it was funny, you know, but I remember that the same day we had a, a official um, visit of the, at that moment, former president of Peru. So there was a dinner at the Moneda Palace in Chile. Mm-hmm. So I was working, receiving all these uh, people arriving And then there was the Minister of Education who said to me, uh, you, 
you said this morning that the oh, that yeah. that the president oh. you know that the that the president is this guy next to me in a very colloquial way, funny <laughs> way, you know? And I said, Yeah, I'm so sorry. And he said to me, No, we are so glad. We are so glad. I mean it was funny, but I mean it was yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure. This yes. this kind of things, I mean it it was because I was uh, nervous. Yeah, but, but this uh, this was a very small, uh, a very small one. And I remember actually now that I'm speaking about this, I was also in the protocol department, and then my my director, um, the ambassador, asked me, Eileen, I have one question for you. It's the glory or the hell. And I said, yeah, but what it is? You know, we had a problem, you know, the speaker at the Moneda Palace, which is the presidential, you know, uh, palace, you know, he's ill. And we have uh, the annual meeting of the diplomatic corps with the president. So we need, we need somebody who can uh, be, you know, hosting the ceremony. And, uh, you need to do it. And I mean, you can you can say now no, you can say yes. So will you do it? Okay. I, I didn't have enough time. We were like uh, half an hour oh, before. Wow. So I was reading, you know, doing the ceremony. And then I had to say, now president of Chile, you know, is entering, you know, with his wife, you know. And then he looked at me like this, you know, and then... <gasps> Big, and, and you know, I tell you why. I mean, the, the ceremony finished. Everything was perfect. I didn't make any mistake. I didn't pronounce any name in a bad way. It was for the diplomat corps. Huh? Why, why, why it was, you know, so especially in a way for the president and the minister who were there? Because it was the first time that it was done by a woman. And oh. they were not accustomed to hear a woman voice. Voice. Yes. That's what he, oh, wow. And that was some years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not tell you about though. more than 20 years ago. But oh, it's, uh, yeah. That's very interesting. But that well, was perfect. Yeah. I didn't make any mistake. That's good. That's yeah. good. You, you performed. I performed. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. No, thank you so much for sharing. So now that you're here in Chicago, how long since you've been here in Chicago now? 2018. Okay, so you September. actually had to spend throughout the pandemic here, right? Uh, yes. So uh, interesting life and, you know, interesting time in the life of all of us. But um, talking in Chicago in general, mm -hmm. what do you like about Chicago the most so far since you've been here? Well, Chicago is a very international city uh, with, you know, make it very enjoyable, you know. Uh, it's a very dynamic also. And I always said, that, you know, that it reminds me Brussels in a way. You know, we are, uh, I think, 86 consul generals, honorary and from the career, you know, and uh, there's a lot of activities, you know, and uh, people here, the Chicagoans, they are very friendly, very open, you know. And I also like, you know, the idea that you, you go to a shop, you know, you can still speak English, but you speak Spanish and you hear other language and it make it make it very international. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Chicago is a multi um, multicultural hub, pretty much. Yeah, I love it's a melting pot. 
And I love the fact that you can go um, through neighborhood to neighborhood and experience a whole different world. So that's, that's one of the things I like as well. What are the things that you miss the most when you're out of the country, when you're out of your country? What are the things that you miss the most about Chile? Well, for example, we are here in, in, uh, in Chicago, uh, the weather, <laughs> the sun. <laughs> sun, I mean, sun, you, you get sun here, but the weather, the weather, absolutely. And some food. But this is because, I mean, we are kind of spoiled sometimes, you know. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, these, are, these are, and of course, my family. I mean, course, no yeah. matter where I will be, you know, my parents. Yeah. One. We, yes, I miss them. So um, we're running a little bit um, ready, you know, in okay. time. But I do not want to let pass the opportunity for you to tell us about Chile, about the country itself. Tell us what do you want our audience to know about your country, your beautiful country? Well, I would say that everybody in life should visit Chile. And I will tell you why. It, it had a beautiful landscape. It's the longest country in the world, you uh-huh. know. Like uh, 2,700 miles, you know, and it's to have it and uh, to make an, a more an idea for people, you know, uh, from United States, it will be like you go from Philadelphia to San Francisco. That's more or less, you know. And Chile, you know, because of that, we had a variety of climate, you know, uh, different products. You know, we had the driest desert in the north. In the center area of Santiago, we had the vineyards. You know, we drink excellent wine, but at excellent wine, you know. That I do know about. I know Chile is well known for this wine. Carmener. I recommend you Carmener, which will match perfectly, you know, with chicken, fish, meat, you know, and it's marvelous. It's just marvelous. And then you go to the south of Chile, you, you have a landscape with volcans, you know, lakes, beautiful, very green, you know, and people are very friendly. And they have one particular thing that I just don't want to forget. We had the clear sky in the north. Wow. So it means that we have, you know, the astronomy, you know, we are potential. We have a kind of joint venture between United States, our country, and the European Union in building all this anthem to discover a little bit more about the world, our origins. So Chile is a country that you must visit in your life. Wonderful. I mean, definitely it's on my bucket list. There's not a doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, from here, from the consulate perspective, is there anything that is going on or will be going on throughout the year, any any festivals or any type of um, cultural initiatives? I know that your Independence Day, if I'm not mistaken, is September 18th. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Do you have any activities around that? So anything that our community in Chicago or even the Chilean community will maybe will be interesting to know? Yeah, the last two years, because of the pandemic, we had celebrated virtually. <laughs> we are aware, of course, not allowed. But for example, we are a sponsor in uh, the Chicago Latino Film Festival, which is starting next uh, Sunday, the 24th. And we have four films there, Chilean films. 
So I think for us, you know, uh, we are a land of poets. We have two uh, Nobel Prize, Pablo Neruda and Gabriela Mistral. And, you know, culture, film is also, I would say, kind of a speciality for us, you know. So we, I would like to invite everybody to the Chicago Latino Film Festival because Chile, among other Latin American countries, are going to be there. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, Madam Ambassador, it has been <laughs> such a pleasure to have you with us today. My pleasure for inviting <laughs> me, Paola. And I hope, you know, that this space will multiply for other Latina women, you know, to share, you know, this space with you, to encourage girls, you know. And I would say, women, we are accustomed when somebody said to us, no, you're not, you, you are not able to do it. You cannot do it. I will tell to all these girls that they can try, they can do it, and they will achieve what they want to do in life. That is amazing. I was going to ask you that what would be a great advice that you would like to share? And then you, without even asking, you just give us <laughs> something that I wanted to close that with. So that's, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Thank you again. Um, this is, once again, your house. Whenever you want to come, you're welcome to, you know, to, to come back. But thank you for the amazing conversation and for sharing your stories. And to our audience, thank you as well. This is the Face of Latina Professionals, and we're here to just provide this space for you to come and share with all of us. And um, the Face of Chicago Professionals, um, want to thank you all for listening to us. Please like us on our social media and follow us. Thank you so much. This is Paula Meiser. Bye-bye.